0: Welcome to episode 13 of the Shark Bites podcast, a Throwdown Thursday production. I am your host, Patsy the Angry Nerd, and, uh, Today we are wrapping up the uh, Star Wars marathon that we have been doing over the past uh, seven or eight weeks, and uh, today we are talking about the predictions and prognostications that we have for what's coming next year and the years that follow for uh, all things Star Wars. But I am not alone, as usual, I have multiple guests with me, and of course I will start with uh, the uh, young lady to my left, she is a Venusaurus. She, that's V-I-N-O, not to be confused with the Pokey Man. Uh, she is the real housewife of Transylvania, the mistress of Merlot, the Michael Phelps of wine, and the queen of the monsters, and an honorary Lizzie. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Ashes Von Nightmare.
1: I am all ready to ring in the roaring 20s.
0: Oh, yes. She, for those of you who can't see, which Roar. is everyone listening to this, except for the other two guests, uh, oh, she dancer. is dressed in her new Dinosaur onesie that has spikes and a tail
1: I have a tail! Yes. I have spikes I'm like a. I'm like an ashes stegosaurus.
0: stegosaurus
1: Yeah, that, yeah. I do it
0: uh, We are also joined by Leo You can uh, always find more stuff about Leo Pond By googling Leo Pond Some of it's true, some of it might not be And uh, Leo, how are you doing tonight?
2: Uh, doing quite fine I uh, I got a rum and coke here And it's Woo-hoo! been an uh, interesting evening
0: I think you sound better since you started drinking the rum and coke.
2: Oh, yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last but not least, since I'm going in alphabetical order, we have to go from A to Z. We are here with Zanger from the Zhang This podcast. Zanger, how you doing, buddy?
3: I am doing well, and I am drinking a Pepsi and Jim Bean. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy. Ooh, yeah.
0: Ashes, what have this, you got? I,
1: I've got a Cabernet. Dinosaurs love Cabernet.
0: That's a that's a scientific fact. That was uh <laughs> actually cut from Jurassic Park.
1: Yes, yeah, the scene where they were all you know, that's in talking Euro- about Jurassic Sophie Park. and and drinking wine. That was cut from Jurassic Park. I was a little bummed for that.
0: Yeah, that was in that was in Euro Jurassic Park,
2: uh, the uh, in Paris. <laughs> actually, I just read a uh, I know totally off subject and we're talking about Star Wars tonight, but I, I read a. Uh, Apparently, Samuel L. Jackson had another scene, but it couldn't be filmed because uh, uh, an actual hurricane destroyed the set.
0: Oh, yeah. that makes sense.
2: Really? Yeah. So they were supposed to film, like, his death scene, but they couldn't because, it's, uh, you know, uh, around the same time as the hurricane hit the... Uh, the the rummings. It hit me hard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dinosaur Land. Uh, an actual uh, hurricane hit the uh, set, I think, in Hawaii. Oh
1: wow! Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I'm sorry
2: to throw us off topic. No, no, I that's
0: fine. That happens a like lot in this, in this. Welcome to
1: show. our show. This is what happens. Yeah,
0: that's, <laughs> that's par for the course. So, I don't know. I, I think where I want to start off is by telling everyone that there are spoilers abound. So if you have not caught up with uh, the man, and if you have not caught up with uh, Rise of Skywalker, pause this. Watch it, watch both of them, then come back and finish, because we're going to be talking a lot about the endings of these of these uh, two series. So I think what I want to start off with is the thing that's freshest in our minds is probably the end of The Mandalorian, because Ooh. when
2: Moff oh. Gideon
0: cut <laughs> his way out of the TIE Fighter with the goddamn Darksaber... I lost my mind. Now, Ashes is not as steeped in Star Wars lore as I am.
1: I'm, I'm what you would call the casual fan.
0: Um, and so I'm sitting there, my mouth hanging open as he's cutting his way out of this thing. And I'm just like, Ugh! And she's like, that's not a lightsaber. That's not a lightsaber. Like, why are you getting all excited? That's not a lightsaber. And I'm like... That's the lightsaber that the only Mandalorian Jedi wielded! <laughs> like, it's called the Darksaber. It's a proto-saber. It's, like, how they used to be. Like, it's... oh, Like, the implications for this are insane. Because if you've watched uh, Clone Wars or Rebels, you know, there's a whole storyline with the Mandalorians and having the Darksaber and eventually Darth Maul gets it. So... There's going to be some crazy shit coming down the pipe. Like I don't know who Moff Gideon is up to this point, uh, except he was essentially like a, a, almost like military police for the. That's what the ISB is in Star Wars, and that's oh, what he, did not know that the the um, uh, Imperial Security Bureau
3: makes sense now.
0: And so that's why he was able. You know, he was at the uh, the the night of a thousand tears when, you know, all the Mandalorians were wiped out and that's how they got all the Beskar and that's why the Mandalorians went into hiding. And, you know, he's just the worst. He seems like a big jerk. Not as much as uh, Ashes was, uh, you know, insinuating earlier uh, when we watched it as the uh, the two stormtroopers...
1: Fuck them. ...that were punching <laughs> Baby
0: Yoda.
2: How
1: dare they use my baby in such a way? How dare they hurt him?
2: Oh my God, that was so hilarious, though. And it bites well, his the, finger. The
1: banter between the two, you could definitely tell that Taika Watiti was directing this episode uh, because it had just, it had Taika Watiti isms all over the place. Yeah, it but, definitely had his. But, oh, yeah. I, w- I was ready to jump through the screen. I was ready to start throwing punches at these stormtroopers, be like, who the hell do you think you are? Pressing, touching, punching my precious little baby babushka. Like, how dare you? How dare
0: you? So. Speaking of that that final episode, that's obviously what you jumped at. Uh, Zenger, I'll start with you. Uh, what kind of stood out to you and made you just be like, "All right, when is season two coming? I need to know now."
3: um kind of I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with Baby Yoda in the sense of um, him going to go find more of his species. And everything was something that I felt was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, the Darksaber is super interesting and stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't think that's going to be the immediate pickup in the next season. I think that they'll get back to that probably halfway through season two and not immediately pick up on it. Um, I know doing the discussion on my other podcast, Nights of Vader, uh, we did the final two episodes discussion last night. And uh, my other co-host, Zach, was not happy with the reveal of the Darksaber. He felt it was too fan y and too much of like a where where why why'd they pull that out? And I'm like, it's the the guy was in charge of destroying Mandalore. How would he have not gotten it? So so that's that's my thing. I know we're probably gonna have some more flashbacks and some, you know, maybe some stuff on who Marth Gideon is, because he seemed like a very empty villain in the sense of like development wise. You're just told he's a bad guy, here's why he's a bad guy, go from there. So I'm hoping we're gonna get some more development if he's gonna be the continuing evil bad guy. And also the discussion was brought up of was he the one in the de- was he the one in the deserts of tattooing at the end of that episode or was it somebody else?
0: See that's what I was gonna I was gonna ask if you thought that. As I still think it's someone else because of the spur sound yes. that uh, that you got as he was walking. And Moff Gideon does not have any spurs.
3: So I originally said Gideon because I was like, oh, I know there's a big bad coming. So I'm going to go with it's Gideon. But you do make a very, very, very correct point of where's the spur sounds. So I don't know. I I'm I'm kind of scratching my head. I'm like, I feel like that's something they'll pick up on way later. Or maybe it's something they I don't know. See, that's the thing. There's a lot of questions if you really dig in here.
0: See, and this this actually just popped into my head because uh, I hadn't thought about it before. What if it's a, a Mandalorian looking for the Darksaber, trying to track down who might have the Darksaber? Mm, I mean, that's entirely possible. We've, we've already Robert seen a, uh, a relative of the Vizsla family because in... And this is a funny thing I thought, and I didn't know this because I haven't watched all of Rebels or Clone Wars, but in uh Clone War I think it's Clone Wars um which is a show run by Dave Filoni who also is one of the showrunners for The Mandalorian he actually directed episode 1 he um John Favreau voices Paz Vizsla who is the big hulking Mandalorian that flies away with a jetpack at the end of uh uh episode 3
3: chapter 3
0: chapter 3 yes yeah cuz i don't want people thinking that i'm talking about you know revenge of the sith <laughs> um he also voiced previsla who had the dark saber in clone wars and he was a mandalorian so there's a, there's a lot of connection here and Uh, from what I have uh, gathered earlier today, listening to a couple of people talk about things on YouTube, uh, they're going to touch on the Mandalorian massacre that we see flashbacks of in this show in Season 7, the upcoming Season 7 in February of The Clone Wars. So we're going to get to see that. So that's tying everything together. So maybe that Darksaber thing gets a little more of an explanation.
3: That's... but. That would that particular massacre is during the Clone Wars. Rebels showed that they still had the Dark before the events of the original trilogy. Mm, yeah, Sorry, just true. trying to. Yeah, yeah. Put the a timelines timeline weird. as we're going too.
0: Well, it might maybe it'll show more about our Mandalorian or or his family somehow because he would be. You know, we don't know how old he is, but if we're going by Pedro Pascal, he's in his mid forties which would be around the time, you know, Clone Wars to now, because this is five or six years after uh, Return of the Jedi. Yes. So, Leo, what about you? What did you uh, What did you take away from these last couple of episodes that just left you wanting more?
2: Well, um, I'd have to say, you know, right at the very... Uh, the whole series has, uh, has been leaving me wanting more. You know, it's a little difficult having each episode be, you know, just about half an hour, uh, but absolutely loved it. It just kept on getting better and better from uh, from the first episode onward. But right at the very end when they're talking about finding um, Baby Yoda's people and referencing uh, the Jedi and that they're an enemy, that, that made me think, like, what the hell? Why are they enemies? And, uh, you know, it, it's who are we going to see going forward? Uh, there's some rumors that this, they may do uh, uh, Asuka. Um, oh, I'd love that. Yeah. And especially if they're tying into clone wars and rebels. Um, and somebody said online that there's, I, I try looking for it, but apparently there's some promotional art piece with baby Yoda. And you see something from the Falcon. Uh, but I tried looking online. I couldn't, Find anything, so I think the person was full of shit. But, uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's entirely possible.
2: Yeah, uh, but I didn't realize the new episode of what, uh, Rebels is coming out in February, so uh, that makes me feel a little better that we, you know, I thinking that we had to go wait until next year, next fall for anything new. But um, I can wait two months.
0: Yeah, Ashes, how about you? What were some of the things that you thought that you were just like, all right, I need to know what happens now.
1: Um, so, kind of piggybacking on what Leo just said, uh baby Yoda and finding his people it's i i I need to know who he is exactly. Does he have a name? Does he have people? Is he a baby? Is he a clone? Like I have so many questions aside from the fact that I squeal every time I see a meme or see the little baby babushka on on screen and can 't stop talking about it Do and can thing. <laughs> you know, and have already pre-ordered, like, all of the baby Yoda toys that I can find so far. Um, oh,
2: have, have you seen the new two-inch ones that they're taking pre-orders for? Yep. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes.
1: Oh. The, the the cute little cartoony ones.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have the one-inch from, I think, Havis. the Black oh, Series oh. that comes with... Uh... Oh, that
1: comes with the frog? Yes. And yep. the ball? Yes. Oh, I'm on it. I'm on it. Um, but <laughs> but anyways, so I'm really interested to see more of the dynamic between the Mandalorian and the little baby Babushka because I think we're going to find a little bit more, uh, fi- find out a little more about who the Mandalorian is. We do find out more in this past episode, but there's still a lot of questions. And obviously there's still like the most questions, the majority of the questions are about who exactly is this little green dude. And why is he here? And what is he going to do? Like, what's his purpose? I also am hoping that we do get. Uh, I want to see more Cara Dune. I love her as a character. I'm glad they. They uh, what?
0: Cara Cynthia Dune.
1: Is that her full name? Well, that's
0: what they said in the show.
1: Oh, I wasn't. I was probably too uh, engulfed.
0: Alderon. Oh yeah, of Alderon.
1: So. I'm I'm kind of curious to see how her character is going to uh, develop more as well, and how her characters because they, they can't just be done with her. Well, like they should be by Gina Carano. It's been fun. Like no, no, you goes don't do into that.
0: My, you know, one of my things that um, I'm interested in. One, they make a big deal about talking about. How Mandalorians are not—it's not a race; it's a creed. Which is funny that he said it to the guy who played Apollo Creed. I just thought that was kind of funny. But uh, I think that little little baby Yoda is—I think he's to going be to be a, a Mandalorian. They let him; he let him keep keep the necklace, the Mythos- mythosaurus skull. Yep. He's like, you hang on to that, and like because of the two of them he has cuz remember he was going to get uh when he got his beskar he was going to get his sigil and it was going to be a mudhorn and then he's like well no i didn't defeat it but it's like now since you've taken this child in um you're basically his de facto father which funnily enough he can also remove his mask in front of uh baby yoda now because they're technically family
1: they're bonded oh.
0: Um, but that's kind of what I thought was going to happen, but, um,
3: I, I thought they were going to give him a little Mandalorian helmet when she was hammering, when the armor was hammering something. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, is he about to get a little Mandalorian helmet? That would been, I don't think little I could have Yoda handled jet that.
1: Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. you guys, no, don't even tell me that. I can't handle it. Yeah.
2: So, so, how many viewers would they lose if they did that? Because you know, people are tuning in just to see Baby Yoda. I mean, and
0: where are especially... his ears gonna go? <laughs>
3: <laughs> just, just extended helmet pieces. His ears stick <laughs> or his out. Helmet just has, has, has holes for the ears to pop out, like
0: a slot. So it just slots yeah. in over the yeah. ears. So his ears stick <laughs> yeah. out, but it covers in the front and the back.
3: Perfect.
2: Oh, perfect. Or right in the middle, and they go up together like a mohawk. Oh, Ooh. oh,
0: that would be badass. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that we're going to see, uh, Moff Gideon because Cara Dune and Grief Carga are both like, yeah, we're just going to stay here. Like everything, all the scum and villainy is gone. It's like, all right, Mos Eisley. Um, although <laughs> I was watching a, a video earlier and that could, because there are a lot of callbacks, not only to this episode, but to, you know, other star Wars properties in general, like, you know, all the scum and villainy is gone now. Um, it was funny, as they were going down the lava river, nobody made mention that the stormtroopers had the high ground, which <laughs> would have been a really good callback. But they were probably like, all right, that might be a bit much, but
3: two on the nose there. I think
0: there you know, something's going to happen between Gideon and Karadun and Grief Karga. Like, I think we're going to see some crazy stuff happen with those guys, because he's obviously not flying his TIE fighter anywhere. So he's gotta find a way off that planet i know i'm still I'm still stunned by the uh by by the dark saber like i that was my second like biggest shock obviously the first one was seeing like a little little version of Yoda's species in the first episode, which i was yeah like that i was not expecting that like no one i talked to like no one was like yeah i bet we'll see a little yoda guy in this like nobody but when the, i'm with you guys when they said yes we're going to we should go find his people it's like good luck like no one's ever i mean george lucas must have lost his mind when he heard about that though cuz that's the one thing lucas was like i don't want anyone to know about a species i don't want anything no backstory nothing
2: well, so so when and correct me if I'm wrong, but it made it sound like that they weren't talking about his species. They were talking about finding the Jedi. Well,
0: they just said his people, so.
2: Yeah, and they said his that. His people. Go, go ahead. Oh, uh, and when they started talking about his people, they they started re- referencing the Jedi and, and how they were the enemy.
3: So, his people. Uh, let's see here. The Mandalorians are technically... A race of people but also a creed of people so his people in their terminology could be yeah that i didn't even think of that in that regard it could be
0: one of the one of the other yeah
3: yeah it it can it can go either way in the show apparently because apparently they are playing fast and loose with with terms that we assume we are the we are at the fault here because we are just assuming stuff and well they're teaching us a very valuable lesson on that quickly
0: yes yeah, I agree with you there. So I want to kind of transition away from the Mandalorian um, in a couple of minutes because I just want to I want to get like top couple of predictions that we're going to see. Uh, Leo, I'll start with you. What's it, uh, give me one prediction that you think we're going to see, and one thing that you want to see coming uh, coming from the Mandalorian in fall twenty twenty. Oh, okay. Repeat the question, please. One thing that you think we're going to see and one thing that you hope that we'll see like what would make you happy uh, as a fan and where well, do you think uh, logically it's going to go
2: well obviously uh, you know all the next season is going to be the search for his people uh, I think they're going to logically I think they're going to end the series two on them finding either his race or the Jedi Um I would love it if you know, they do it sooner in the series. Cause you know, these are wicked short series. Uh, but I, I think that's, what's going to happen is end of season two. He's going to find somebody of the Jedi order still around. Um, and maybe that person will, you know, um, end up dying. And then he's going to have to keep baby Yoda. We know that's going to happen because baby Yoda is selling the show. You know, he's not just going to hand off baby Yoda. Um, but I, I'd love to see them introduce uh, Boba Fett at one time. I thought they were going to make sort of like some reference when they were on Tatooine, because uh, in the comics, which I know aren't canon anymore, originally the Jawas dug up Boba uh, and revived him, um, and I don't know what the recent uh, comics did.
3: I actually can fill that in real quick. I'm just going to double check, because I don't remember what book it is, but one of the books actually discusses the fact that it doesn't. Here's the thing: they play really weird with it in the books, in the sense of it's mentioned that on tattooing, like I think it's like Dengar, or somebody's kind of wandering around on there and finds like badly damaged Mandalorian armor laying out in the sand.
0: It's uh, aftermath.
3: I was. About, I don't remember which one though, because isn't there? Isn't it? It's a the first. It's the
0: first one, I think.
3: Okay. Well, in that, of course, they find he. One of them comes across the armor. It's not mentioned that it's Boba Fett's. It's just a Mandalorian's badly damaged armor.
0: Looks like it's scarred by acid.
3: Yes. Yeah. Well, well, once again, it's it's very much pointing directly at it's it's Boba Fett. But then it kind of moves on from there. And that's, I think, the last in-canon reference to him.
0: They do mention him by name in one of those books as well. It might not be that one, but it might be one of the Aftermath trilogy books. Like someone specifically says Boba Fett. I haven't read them all. This is just I'm going by secondhand information.
3: But I'm, in the I'm checking here to see if I can find anything to where he is referenced again. But I'm not seeing anything just from me glancing around.
0: That's fair. Uh, in the in the non-canon, yeah, uh, Dengar finds him uh, half dead because he used a thermal detonator to blow up the uh, actual creature inside the Sarlacc pit. Uh, the Sarlacc you know, in the pit of carcoon and you know, he's all kinds of messed up and Dengar nurses him back to health. And that's in uh, the Mandalorian armor. Uh, Dengar nurses him back to health and he eventually is uh best man at Dengar's wedding, which I thought was kind of weird, but uh makes okay. sense. Uh, so ashes, how about you? Uh, one thing that you really hope to see and one thing that you think logically would make sense
1: Okay, so I'm going to go with what will logically make sense first is obviously I think we're going to start to see a little more backstory as to who this little green dude is, because it just makes sense at this point. You have eight episodes of everybody wondering who is, you know, who who this little guy is, where he came from. So I think we're going to start getting some answers. And I think now this is where the fantasy portion comes in. I think the perk person the perfect character to do to do that is Maz Kanata I want to see Maz Kanata in the Mandalorian because she is super knowledgeable about a lot of things she's obviously force sensitive um I and think she's
0: super old.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's that too. Uh, she knows who the Jedi are. She knows who Yoda is and Luke Skywalker and can really tie this story into... Because we know it's canon in this universe. Mm-hmm. So it, I think she could really tie this story into the you know, most recent trilogy. But I think how... Perfect of a person would that would she be to be the one to kind of help guide them on this path? You know, even if it's just for one episode, they run into Mas and she'd be like, oh, I haven't seen one of these in a while, you know, and can kind of shed a little bit of light, send them in the right direction. Maybe
0: they show up at her place on Taco Donna.
1: Right, right. The, the taco diner. Yeah, the taco <laughs> diner. Right. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> But I just, I, I love this character so much. I think Mouse Kanata is just such a great character, and I feel like she was severely underused in the last two films of the oh, most yeah. recent trilogy. So I think it would be super redeemable of them to use her in The Mandalorian and to kind of, you know, just, just use her to kind of shed light on this whole situation and give us a little bit of backstory.
3: Singer, how about you, bud? So... I'm not trying to rain on the parade of what was just said, but I would love to see Maz, but I have I have this issue with Star Wars sometimes being too incestuous mm-hmm. where you've got a galaxy of millions upon millions of people and somehow the same like 20 people always run into each other.
0: Oh, that's just the will of the force.
3: <laughs> true, true. You, you are not incorrect. Maz is a good thing. So I will say that that, that would be interesting to see kind of a pre- sequel trilogy maz and kind of like what she was up to and everything maybe this is before she got the the uh bar and everything
0: mm-hmm.
3: or the the hideout whatever it, you want to refer to it as but i i think it would be interesting like i said the the whole thing of that the people could be referring to jedi really does make me raise an eyebrow because the only ones i can think of are luke his jedi school wouldn't be set up yet no. if i'm doing my math correctly and possibly ahsoka
0: ahsoka would be amazing
3: so i'm like i i feel like we're 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 steering towards ahsoka to be honest due due to the people involved i think that that is a heavy possibility you could also of course connect then the Rebel series the way that ends with the i guess ezra technically could be around but his fate is left up in the air Another thing that was mentioned was a possible live-action version of... um, Why did I all of a sudden forget his name? Blue guy.
0: Blue guy. Oh, Thrawn? uh, Thrawn.
3: Thrawn. 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 There we go. Thank you. I I was about to say... um, I was going to say Tarkin. I'm like, that's not correct. It's a Um, T and N. Do what?
0: I said it starts with T and ends with N. It's close.
3: Yeah. yeah. I, I would, I think, possibly having him pop up in this since... We're dealing with the Imperial Remnant. Maybe um, Gideon has to go to him for help, or or maybe he's kind of running. I, see, that's, that's, that's the thing. It's kind of set up that there is still enough of the Empire around, but they haven't really said how much of it is still there, like how together they are. Because It seems like from what they set up, there's warlords, and that's kind of it, but I'm like, I think there's more going on here as we know from, not jump too far ahead, but as we know from Rise of Skywalker, the Empire was still around sort of behind the scenes for a very long time, apparently.
0: Yeah, and I think, uh, depending on where you go, different planets are, um, they have different reactions to the Empire not being around anymore. Like when we saw Tatooine and we saw all the Stormtrooper heads on spikes yep. everywhere. You didn't see that anywhere else, but you know maybe it's because it was just a they were such a presence there at that time and maybe they think oh tatooine's not much of a not much of a, a a vital position for us to to hold we don't need we don't need them around you know we don't need to keep a garrison there you know they're only focusing on specific uh systems and specific planets so uh, that definitely has has some uh has some credence if we if we're looking around and we're looking for characters, especially if it's Filoni and Favreau, who are huge fans of the of the, you know, series and really know what they're doing. You know, especially where Filoni went from that god awful uh, Clone Wars movie to what he's done with the Clone Wars and with the Mandalorian. Uh certainly redeemed himself on that. Um For me, I think, if I'm looking at one thing I think we're gonna see and one thing i hope we're going to see i think we're going to see the advancement of uh baby yoda's force powers maybe you know doing something that we more
1: well, more of the magic hand thing
0: <laughs> yeah more magic <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh
0: i would like to hear him talk that would be that would be interesting instead of just you know making these weird little infant toddler
3: sounds over under but... on him having is is the yoda voice a species thing or is it just or is it something a, that's exclusive to Yoda? Yeah, again, that's well, a really good question.
0: In non-canon, we see them talk like that, like in Knights of the Old Republic, with the little little, little dude that's in that. I forget his name now. But he talks like that, even though he's more gold than green. Like He's like a goldish green color. You know, kind of like when you got the original Ninja Turtles, like all four of them were a different shade of green. Yes. It's kind of like that. Like they're all different shades of green. Um,
1: so so does he kind of look like yogurt?
0: <laughs> Almost, yeah. Yeah, he he looks very much like Yogurt from Spaceballs. Um but yeah, he spoke that same weird, you know, kind of like backward syntax type um so I would like I'm 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 thinking we're going to see some more Force powers and we're going to see some new Mandalorian weapons, like we're going to see his mastery of a jetpack and things like that. Uh I am uh with Leo, I hope to see some Boba Fett. And I wouldn't mind seeing the two of them team up to go get the dark saber.
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie; I kind of thought we were going to see him in that final episode. And then when you saw the Mandalorian reaching for the the, the, the we the, thought it the, was the, Boba the Fett. Mandalorian initially as as a child, like reaching to rescue him, like from the from the the angle and the shadow, like the the Mandalorian coming out from the shadows. We kind of had a moment where we were like,
0: <gasps> "Is that Boba Fett?" Well, um, there was a a, a 10 inch Funko Pop that came out. Uh, in September, October, and it says, oh, and it says Boba Fett, but he's got black armor with red markings on it.
3: Oh yeah, that one.
0: So I'm like, are you know, is that a potential spoiler? Like, are we going to see a newly armored Boba Fett? Like, what are we going to see here? Like, what's going on?
1: You kind of have to give them credit though. That was really smart for them to release that toy, but not release anything having to do with the little green baby babushka
0: that's because, because that was such a huge
1: right but huge no but i'm reveal. saying like how many times are the toys such a spoiler for something yeah so i mean even though nobody had like you the know Lego the set? paraphernalia for christmas like a lot of people had wanted myself included like it totally would have detracted from the the ending of that first episode the impact that it had
0: right because we've only seen in canon two of them and only one of them has made any impact so Yeah, it's uh, as far as what I like. I said what I hope to see. I'd like to see Boba Fett. I'd like to see. uh, I'd like to see them kind of team up. I'm thinking we're going to have to see uh, a rescue of Cara Dune and or grief Carga. I think one of them is going to go. Leo,
2: what if uh, that is a introduction to maybe a spinoff for another series? Um, that I don't
0: think i think they're going to keep them with the mandalorian cause, and we'll explain in a, a few minutes because i think there's a lot more spin-offs that are going to happen um so we'll leave the the mandalorian uh for the time being if somebody thinks of something you know obviously bring it up but there are uh several
3: I, go ahead Zach. i had one thing i wanted to point out i don't yeah, know yeah. if anyone else noticed this and maybe this was me just digging too deep into this if you notice the the armor uh, one also one of my favorite characters just because that her helmet is amazing and just when she takes on all those stormtroopers was awesome but when she's picking up scraps of the like mandalorian armor that's sitting around in their like
0: the big base pile and
3: everything yeah one of them is very similar to Boba Fett's helmet and she tossed it in there. So I was wondering if that's them kind of giving a nudge that either he was there or that they're not really going to deal with him too much.
0: See, I, I was looking at that. I have to rewatch the episode again because I was looking at it so much that like I wanted to see Boba Fett everywhere that I was seeing Boba yeah. Fett everywhere, so I needed to I think I need to rewatch it, but that would be a really good point. That would make a lot of sense, you know, because I thought I saw a green and red helmet, and she kind of just tossed it aside. But uh, one of the helmets that was there was Paz Vizla, which was uh-huh. John Favreau's character, like the big hulking guy. Um, I, did, I did just have a thought about, you know, where this show might go. Like, take him to find his people. Well, as we discussed, your people could mean anything. And if, you know, they're taking him to be, you know, he's a foundling. What if that means taking him to the rest of the Mandalorians that have scattered throughout the galaxy? Could be. Like, that's that's Ooh. a thought. And that would keep, like what you were saying, Zenger, Keep keep everything away from, like, this incestuous relationship where you don't have to keep going back to the same... Th- you don't have to go to Tatooine and... And Naboo, and like the same five or six planets all the time. Like, let's spread out. Let's go to different places. Let's
3: see different things. And And that's that's why I love this series so much. Is because it it did it had a mixture of both. It had a good mixture of both. And this Mm -hmm. was not something like I was expecting Mandalorian to be good, but I was not expecting it to be like this good. Yeah. Like I I I'm not saying I did not enjoy Rise of Skywalker, but this was something I had more fun with than I've had with. Star Wars in a long time. Same. still love everything Star Wars, but this was something, like, I didn't know I needed this until I had it.
1: It just, it feels like Star Wars. Like, you're watching yes, it, it, it does, and you're like, I am does. watching Star Wars right now.
0: Especially with the practical effects.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just and, and the characters and everything, it just, it makes you care for some of the characters right off the bat. The writing is brilliant. Uh, again, like you said, the practical practical effects versus the use of CGI just really feels like you're watching something you know just a new
0: hope i will say though um one of the things i know i said we're going to get off the mandalorian but we keep talking about it uh one of the things that i did think kind of uh really separates this from most star wars stuff is that there are deaths of meaningful characters Mm -hmm. that stick you know ig11 you know he comes back only to go again you know you know, to fulfill his purpose that he, that was teased in the first episode, you know, um, Queel getting taken out at the that end was, of episode seven. was sad. It was sad. like, you're caring about these characters mm-hmm. and they're taking them away from him. Like, think about who really died in all of, uh, star Wars, you know, like you had Dak, you had Binks, was it B- Biggs, not Binks. That's Triggs. a sister's yep. cat. Uh, Biggs, um, you know, the Emperor, Vader, a few Ewoks, some nameless pilots, Porkins. I mean, nobody cared about it. I have it
3: freeze-framed. By the way, I have it freeze-framed on her lifting up that helmet. Yep. Ah, uh, It's got red around the visor. But it's hard to tell what color it is just normally. Like, I can't brighten it up enough to make it... But, I mean, if I was going to pick a color, it might be green. Mm-hmm. Green would be up there. Green green would be up there on it.
0: You know, I, I saw a few of those guys. They had the little, like, you know, mailbox flags on the side of their helmet there. Uh, you know, it, I they definitely think they were throwing a lot of stuff in there to be like, Boba Fett's in here. Boba Fett's but, around. But
3: to help you out, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll give you this. To help you out, man a lot of them were wearing the blue helmets. Yes. It doesn't mean it was his. So just saying that to help you out, because I did notice there was like two or three blue helmets sitting in there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it might've been, and it,
3: it doesn't mean they're dead too. It just could mean that those helmets were damaged and they might've just taken them off. Put yeah. On Cause some of those shattered.
0: Yeah.
1: This is, this is true.
0: I know you're not supposed to take them off in front of any living people, but you know,
1: Yeah, but who's to say that they, the armorer, who is a badass character, by the way, and I really hope we see more of her. Emily Swallow is uh, next season. I hope they find some way to incorporate Mm -hmm. her in into the next season. But um, you know, who's to say they didn't stormtroopers? Yeah, you know, who's to say she didn't make them a new helmet, give them the helmet, and then they went back to their respective solace areas, you know, remove their helmet, put on the new one, and then return the old one to her so she could. Yeah, behind you know. a privacy screen. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> I am sure they have they have ways. This this is the way. Yes. So so yes.
0: So I wanna get into what I think are some potential spin-offs that we're gonna see as a result of Rise of Skywalker.
1: The Ben Solo movie. Oh
0: the first one I think we're going to see and it's like I mean, it was like the heaviest-handed, like setup. You talk about the ever. adventures
1: of Lando and the girl.
0: Uh, um, oh, and I, his daughter.
1: That's, uh, that, yeah, that's. I think that's what they're alluding to.
0: Jana. Yeah. Jana, Astral. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had it written down last week. I scribbled it out.
1: The adventures of Lando and me.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely think we're going to see some, uh, a spin-off show, kind of. In the vein of, like, Captain America, uh, you know, Winter Soldier and Falcon, you know, that type of thing. Like, some fun, like, buddy cop adventure. We're going
1: to find where you came from. And at the end of the series, it's going to be like, I came from you, Dad.
0: Yeah.
4: Some, uh,
1: something like that. I don't know.
0: But... What I'm looking forward to, and again, this is spoilers for Rise of Skywalker. No,
1: I mean, I guess. So, my question regarding that, though, is Billy Dee Williams up for something like that? Like, isn't he old? Yeah. Like, would he. And would it be a film, or would they it gave be a. They me money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and would it be a film, or would no, it, be, no, it would a be a TV, TV series? series. It would be a series.
0: Like I said, like Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, something to fill the void, because. We know we're getting a trilogy that comes out in 22, 24, and 26, respectively. Those Wait a minute, we are? Really? There's another trilogy coming out? But it's a non-Skywalker trilogy. So I'm hoping it's a Thrawn trilogy, because even though... You have
1: such a hard-on for Thrawn.
0: That story is fucking amazing. That story is so good. (laughs) I mean, obviously they couldn't do you know that exact story, because they kind of did it for Rise of Skywalker, but... um, I would love to see a Thrawn trilogy. Um, No, um, the thing that I'm really interested in seeing is um, because we saw, we're still waiting. Actually, no, there was a, Disney did give an explanation as to how Maz Kanata found Luke's lightsaber. Ready? It's it's super exciting. Uh, Some uh, scavengers found it and she saw it and they didn't recognize what it was and she did, so she bought it from them. Hooray! What an Seriously? adventure! What an adventure! Seriously? Yeah, that's that's what they came out and said. It's like, oh yeah, she saw it in a scrap bin and was like, hey, how much for that bin of scrap and everything in it? Because I want that scrap.
1: So she got Luke's lightsaber the same way I buy like most of my costume jewelry.
0: Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's essentially like oh. How much for this bin at the yard sale? Uh, $5 for everything in this. Oh, oh look, there's a Stradivarius violin. That's in there.
1: so disappointing. Yes,
0: it is. But in that vein, if they want to make it exciting, well, there's going to be somebody cuz there's always bad guys and there's always good guys, and so there's going to be bad guys and they were like so uh from what I understand cuz again, I haven't read all the books, the Knights of Wren and Kylo were so gung ho about finding anything Skywalker related, especially Anakin Skywalker, that they were trying to find, like, you know, they found his helmet, his melted ass helmet on Endor, but they could never find his lightsaber because Maz Kanata found it at a garage sale. Um, they Well, somebody is going to want Kylo Wren's lightsaber, somebody is going to want Luke's lightsaber. I don't think anybody knows about Leia's except for everybody who only people who are dead at this point. But I think we're going to see some people looking for these lightsabers, and that's going to be another trilogy, or that's going to be, you know, it's it's, there's going to be something to involving those lightsabers because why else would they spend so much time on them, Leo?
2: Actually, I was uh, reading earlier uh, that apparently in the leaked script. Uh, and a scene that wasn't shown, the saber that Ray has is actually a combination of Luke and Ben's saber. And she buries the, she takes them apart, builds her own saber, and then buries the remaining parts. Cause they showed a clip when she ignites it, it turns um, orange. Well, orange, but uh, actually it flashes blue and green first.
3: Okay. You, 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 you saw that? T- yes. Okay, I said that on a record I was doing, and someone was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, there was like a button, there was flashes, and they are like, okay, cool. Anyways, moving on.
0: <laughs> yeah, except orange is not from green and blue.
3: I have trying trying hard enough. Technically, it was more yellow.
0: Yeah, but yellow and blue make green.
3: Yeah, I was like, it still isn't correct. <laughs> like... <laughs>
0: I mean, she has more of a Jedi concept. I was hoping that she was going to turn it on and it would be white saying that, you know, she's not a Jedi. She's a Skywalker.
3: Well, the origins of the white lightsaber, which I think would have been interesting if Kylo had done this instead of tossing out, but I think it was more meaningful for him to throw away the lightsaber, is white normally comes from someone purging a red crystal. Yes. Which so is how Ahsoka cool. did it. Yeah. That would have been cool, but I think it would have been too much. It, that, that, that movie moved at a pace that was like at breakneck at, at certain point, so taking any time to do something like that would have just slowed it down even just slightly enough to where we all would have caught our breath, and you can't have that in that movie.
0: Right. So I want to do something similar to what we did with The Mandalorian stuff. Um, obviously, this third trilogy is now over. The Skywalker saga, the nonology is... Done with um, where do you think that this is gonna go next? What are we gonna see from Star Wars going forward, and how many times are we gonna see these other characters reprising roles because I'm hoping you know, like Lucas said, you know these all rhyme they're the same movies over and over again. each trilogy is essentially the same trilogy um with the exception of episode three, which was kind of like the opposite of six and nine where instead of a, a uh, redemptive story, it's the path to the dark side. So where do you folks think that this is going to end up going? Uh, Zenger, I'll start with you.
3: So the next trilogy I think is going to, if, if I were to put my money on something, I'm going with uh, the keys to the future of star Wars are in its past. Um, The Old Republic has been something that for some reason has kind of floated in this ambiguity of some stuff is canon, some stuff isn't, and no one's allowed to touch it and mess with it too much. Why are they doing that? Why can't they just let people play in something that happened thousands of years ago? Because I think they have something lined up they want to do with that time frame. So I think that's where they're going to go with, I think, the next trilogy of movies. I think the way of the future that they need to pursue is the shows is doing these shows something that isn't as high budget that's that's low low risk for them but high reward for a payoff cuz I think they can do a lot tell a lot more stories a lot and do a lot more with that cuz most of the main cast are either dead or dead in the show or in the canon so they can of course Utilize different stuff and um i, I know I'm gonna I maybe stepping out of line by saying this, but I know the series we all want it's the Babu Frick show Yes. and the sooner we get that, the better we will all be because that is yes. the character no one knew they needed until we had it
1: yes, agree with you one hundred percent I want a baby Yoda Babu Frick I know they have nothing to do with each other but let's make it happen it's like a buddy cop buddy comedy. cop movie <laughs> That's what I've been saying. You can have Baby Yoda using the force and doing all this. And then Bobblefreak's Frick's like, hey, hey I'm Bobblefreak, Frick. Bob you Frick. Know? And, hey, hey, and, hey, 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 hey,
0: hey. I don't
1: care. I don't care if it's just like a half hour of the two of them just doing. Like, like
0: gibbering at each
1: other. Yes. Just this, this <laughs> nonsensical just gibber. These two Muppets just talking to each other for a half hour. I'm here for it. I'm making my popcorn already. Like I'm 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 ready for it. I agree so, with you 100%. So people
3: at Lucasfilm, please listen to this, and there you go for your holiday special. Just those two jabbering at each other for 45 minutes. With toy commercials put, sprinkled it, in. It put a Christmas tree in the background.
1: The 2020 Star Wars holiday special. Because the one in 75 didn't have... Was 75 or 76? Uh,
3: 78.
1: 78.
0: Because... <laughs> It was seventy seven. I don't know. I, wasn't bo- 77 I was a boy. Seventy seven was the, the Star first Wars Star Wars, Wars holiday
1: special, right?
0: But it's not going to come out before a new. Okay.
1: Home. Well, I'm tired. But anyways, the the the, the twenty twenty Star Wars holiday special where they try to resurrect some of these ideas. Sorry, Lumpy, you're not invited. It's the Babu Frick family.
0: Lumpy and itchy. Ugh.
1: We meet Babu Frick's wife and son.
0: Oh my god, Jeff Frick. <laughs> 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 That's his son it's like, I want to meet a Star Wars character That just has like a normal name It's like I am Grief I'm Babu Frick I'm uh, Stan Nelson Grief. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi I'm Josh
0: <laughs> my, my name's Gary <laughs> This is my brother's Xandar Gleef Blarp uh, Leo what about you what do you, uh, what do you expect And what would you like to see
2: Okay. So I think Zenger hit it, hit the nail on the head right there is, uh, I think we need to do Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, I think the movies they're going to be walking on eggshells with such of the bad backlash that they've been getting, especially, you know, um, how the fans have been destroying these movies, even though they, they, you know, the last one, you know, uh, Last Jedi, you know, kind of deserved it, but, um, you know, just, I think they've been going a little too hard on it, so I think Disney is just going to take a step back, uh, give us something completely different, but I, I totally agree, the shows are where it's at, Um, I think Kathleen Kennedy needs to, like, step away and just let um, Favreau just do what he does best. And, the three and,
0: F's, Favreau, Filoni, and Feige.
2: Yeah. You know, just... Yeah. Let the true fans really have at it and give us, you know, Star Wars that we enjoy watching. And I think, uh, you know, Mandalorian, um, it proves that we can get a Star Wars story without Star Wars. You know, even the music had nothing to do with Star Wars and it felt like we were watching, you know. It was iconic. Exactly. Reminds me a lot of the Rocky theme. (laughs) Possibly, yeah. I see it. I can can see it. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I I think the shows are definitely where it's going to be at. Disney has a a lot of money invested in Disney Plus. And, uh, I mean, they're definitely going to need more and more content for that. Um, Yeah. So uh, that's my answer. I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Ashes?
0: So...
1: I feel like I need to preface the fact that I'm a casual fan. I don't really know a lot of the other star, you know, uh, all of the other Star Wars universe stuff. I really only know what I've seen as far as the three chil- three different trilogies that we've had and the couple of companion movies that have come out over the past couple of years. Now, what I would like to see is I did like Rogue One. And I think yeah. having a couple more standalone films that kind of touch base on things that have happened, things that were referenced in these films, could be cool. I think Rogue One did a really good job of, in just you know a couple of hours, establishing characters, getting you to care about these characters, and setting up something that happened. We know what happens. We know what the outcome is. But it was still really cool to see it all play out on screen. So I, I'm not exactly sure what event I think should be portrayed. But I think that they would definitely benefit from maybe one or two more of these standalone films. Also, I agree with all of you in saying that I feel that the direction is going to shift away from the movies and go to more towards the, the TV series on Disney+. Plus. I mean, The Mandalorian is great. The only gripe I have is that we really only have eight episodes at about a half hour each. You know that's a really short season, you know I'm hoping that the second season gives us a little more, uh partially because I just I like what I like, and if I like something, I'm a selfish little bitch, and I just want to eat it all up um <laughs> you know, but I think that you know it, it was a uh, almost like their guinea pig to see if fans would bite. Uh-huh. At it, And obviously they did. We're eating it up. We love it. So, you know, they know that they have the formula there. They know what they need to do. And I think we're going to see a lot more of these these TV shows. Now, I don't think everything's going to stick. But if they continue along this path, and kind of stick with, you know, especially utilizing these writers and directors who are hardcore fans at heart, you know who obviously they want everyone wants to make money but ultimately they want to make this art that pays homage to the original subject matter and all of these other you know technically non-canon stories you know, that are a part of this universe. So um, I think we're going to see a lot more of, of that as well. And again, I'm going to piggyback off of what Zenger said. Uh, Give me Babu Frick. I want the Babu Frick, (laughs) the frickin' Babu Frick. Give it to me. Um, He was one of the, the highlights of Rise of Skywalker for me. I mean, we all know that I eat up the things that are there for merchandising I was here for the Ewoks, I was here for the Porg, God knows I'm here for baby Yoda. I'm here for Babu Frick. If you're going to make a toy out of it, give it to me already. I want it. Um so yeah, I think uh, a Babu Frick spin-off would just be fun.
0: So I'm with I'm with you. Guys hey. With my Babu Frick. <laughs> That's it's like really bad. <laughs> it's kind of like a
1: Babu Frick Fat Albert. Hey, hey.
0: Fat Babu. <laughs> uh, I'm with you guys. I want to see some old Republic stuff. I would love to see like a lot of the fan art people keep posting of, uh, Keanu Reeves as Revan dual wielding yeah. a red and purple lightsabers. Yep, Uh, give me all of that. Give me that whole, uh, original Knights of the old Republic game. Put that on screen because that was amazing. Like I was astonished when I played through, when I got to that, that big reveal, like that was awesome. um, I am looking forward to the Obi Wan show that's coming out, uh, which is helmed by Deborah Chow, who dire- directed uh, Episode Three or Chapter Three of The Mandalorian.
1: Are we talking about you and McGregor? Yes, you and Obi-Wan? McGregor. Oh, as Obi-Wan. give it to me! Like yes. all
0: the time between uh, uh, Return, uh, Revenge of the Sith, and uh, New Hope, like all that stuff. Like some of the stuff we've seen in Clone Wars and Rebels, like where he's fighting. Uh, Darth Maul, like, give me some some uh, on-screen Obi-Wan fighting Darth Maul shit. Like, yeah, I will take that any day of the week. Um, one of the things I think we're going to see a lot more of, especially now that we've kind of gotten away from the Skywalker story, we've told that, we're done with it, we're going to see more of the game TV shows contributing to the films. One of the things uh, we brought up over the past couple of weeks on the show was you know, when when uh, the most recent episode of the, uh, the Mandalorian came out, it came out right... Not the final episode, but uh, episode Chapter seven. Chapter seven. Yeah. It came out right before uh, Rise of Skywalker. And I said, well, is this because it's going to be... Um, is this going to be uh, tying in somehow to the movie or is it going to be just they don't want this show competing with people going out and seeing the movie and as we found out it was a little of both because one of the things we saw was baby Yoda doing the force heel which we had never seen on screen before and then we see it in the movie so it's Mm -hmm. like okay here we're setting this precedent yeah this is a thing that happened and it happened you know 30 years ago so yep this is this is totally cool it's okay for her to have this power here it is. And the other thing that we saw is in the, um, when they were in the cave right before she heals the snake, using her lightsaber held aloft over her head like a light source, that mm-hmm. is in Jedi Fallen Order. You do that repeatedly. Yep. So you get to see some of that. You know, I'm at the point in the, in the game where I go to Ilum, and Ilum is where all the lightsaber crystals are. But there's a huge Empire presence there. And what are they doing on Ilum? They're turning it into Starkiller Base.
3: So that is Ilum? Yes. See, I've seen that image, but I haven't gotten there yet in the game. So when you... And I was like, that. See, incestuous stuff like that I'm okay with because it makes sense. It's mm-hmm. not like like. Like, he goes there and he runs into, like. I don't know I'm trying to think you go in money.
0: one side of the planet and when you come out the other side there's all this construction there's this giant trench mm-hmm. and when you come back later in the game you can see the trench from space and you're like okay that's definitely Star Killer base which makes sense because again standalone movie Rogue One how are they powering the Death Star laser with Kyber Crystals Kyber crystal. where are all the fucking Kyber Crystals Ilum why wouldn't you make a super weapon on Ilum
3: to, to quote the great Yoda, to Ilum we must go.
0: Yes, because that, that's one of my favorite places that they've gone to in any of the uh, extended universes. And that the scene in the game, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but the scene in the game is absolutely fantastic. Like, it's yeah, I, so I just, great.
3: I just need to buckle down and play it some more, so that's so that's all me, 100%. 100%. Well, I,
0: I don't want to spoil it for anyone, because I got the game late. I only got it, like, last weekend, so... You know, and I haven't been playing it that much, but I would have been upset had this been f- spoiled for me. But the way you obtain your own lightsaber crystal, what leads up to it, is pretty amazing. And I think that's what we're going to see a lot of. We're going to see a lot of uh, intertwined uh, mediums because, like, a lot of times, you know, there's the books and then there's the games, and they were their own separate thing. But now, the games and the books are canonical like they fill in gaps you know and then you have the tv shows that fill in gaps as to as opposed to like the first animated clone wars show which just kind of gave you a background on some of the characters like grievous and mace windu and all that uh kind of give you an idea of like how powerful they really are now you have more and more of this and you're just going to get you know i I, i'm sure you've seen the thing saying that there's going to be a darth maul tv series but it's that. from We Got This Covered, and they are notorious for their bull plop. So I don't trust that until well, I see it from someone else.
3: Well, actually, the one I saw posted from was there's... A, I didn't watch the video, and I'm, I'm not going to get too deep into it because I think i raged on the last episode of Nights of Vader a little too much about a certain someone on um, YouTube. But uh, the, the Stupendous Wave had a video post that showed an image of... Um, Mall and it's like the, the the next big thing on disney plus
0: okay yeah i'm so, familiar with stupendous wave
3: yeah I, I for anyone listening and for the other host here i i don't mind what he does it just irritates me to no end just just because it's one of those clickbait stuff to where it's just i feel like half the stuff is just like why, why why are you making a video about this man but i i will reframe
0: no no I I'm with you like Ashes this is one that I've talked about a few times where it's like it's a 3 minute video but he'll this is what my video's about now let me reword it this is what my video's about and let me reword it it's like there is a TV show coming out about Darth Maul also there's a Darth Maul TV show coming out the and this you know what this is what we'll see on the Darth Maul TV show which is coming out like that's the extent that's like what his videos are. It's like, let me read you the headline five different ways. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I, 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 yeah. Occasionally you get some good information from it, but yeah, it's that to me is in the same vein as okay. we got this. Covered. Okay.
3: For an example, if, 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 if I may fellow host, mm-hmm. one of his videos that he did recently was when Palpatine yelled at Vader for killing too many imp- Imperial officers. This is canon. I'm like, who cares? Yeah,
0: who yeah. Really cares? Adding in this is canon to all the videos, like, yeah, the canonical explanation for the time that you know, Victor took a dump inside his suit and made like mouse droids clean <laughs> it. Like nobody
4: cares. Yeah,
0: it's it's like yeah, okay, that's that's technically canonical, and I get you have to have a certain amount of videos out, but come on. So. I just want to I want to kind of wrap things up. So I want to go with each of you guys. If you could uh, pick a character that you'd like to see or a director you'd like to see or an actor you'd like to see, play a specific role. Like, if you could pick your own movie, what movie oh, would you...
3: That's going to be bad.
0: <laughs> what would you... Uh... And I'll go first because, you know, I'm kind of springing this I don't this even on know
1: you. what you're asking.
0: So... If I could see something going forward, whether it's a TV show, a video game, whatever, a character that gets introduced, or if I could have someone direct a trilogy, I know I don't want David Benioff and D.B. Weiss directing a, a, a new trilogy. I don't want Ryan Johnson directing a new trilogy unless he. Does or like, what if there's any does.
1: specific character that we want them to elaborate on. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I know exactly. Okay, I, I got it. So
0: I got it personally, and I, and I kind of. I I, <laughs> yeah. I kinda mentioned it a Remember little
1: bit Baba that Babu Frick Baby Yoda Buddy Cop movie? Yeah, yeah that's my answer. <laughs>
0: I would really like to see something either with Thrawn or with Revan, because Revan was such an amazing character and like everything that Revan went through and I would like to see it directed by Favreau and starring Keanu Reeves. That's my pick. Ashes.
1: Captain Phasma. Uh, she was a character that was introduced in such a way that made her seem so electric and seemed like she was going to do something. And then they completely underused her and just wasted her in the second film. And I, I mean, Gwendolyn Christie's a great actress. Um, I think that if they were to do like a Cap- the rise of Captain Phasma, how she became who she is, how she became into power, uh, you know, as far as, as, you know,
0: movie or TV show
1: either or I mean that could be I mean it could easily be a one-off film like The Rise of Phasma or something something cooler than that that's a really lame title but um is something that shows how Captain Phasma became who she is, because I think that they they really did that character dirty, and I was kind of a a little bummed with Abrams for not trying to retcon that whole situation. I mean, he had I get a lot it. To no, retcon. I mean, like I, I I get it. I absolutely one hundred percent get it. But I just I love the Phasma character. I think uh, aesthetically she's so appealing with the the. How'd she get her you know, armor from the armor Star and stuff? Fighter. Right. You know, there's a lot of questions that could be. Answered there, and I think a, a one off film starring Gwendolyn Christie could be awesome.
3: Leo, how about you? Uh, oh, wait, Zanger, you nope. got something? I was going to say on that, I, I, if, if you don't mind me saying, there is, I believe, a comic or a book that covers kind of her origin. There's a book. There is a book, we yes. Have I haven't read it I yet. I would, which I would recommend. But okay. The other thing that irritates me is that one of her best scenes was cut from um, Last Jedi where finn calls her out for like betraying you know the the whole thing on on the base and everything and there's other stormtroopers there and they kind of look at her and she kills the other stormtroopers and i'm like that would have been a great scene to have in because it does Mm -hmm. character development for her but of course why not cut some character development for (laughs) discussion for another day i just wanted to point that out
0: all right leo what's uh your take on this
2: uh, I think they need to have a series about the two scout troopers from the finale. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just what we
0: need. More Jason Sudeikis. Uh, uh,
2: uh, I, I I, find, you know, I, I know there's a whole community. The Empire did nothing wrong, but I, I find their take on the Empire uh, or the remnants of it very interesting in uh, Mandalorian. So I, I think maybe a show focused on you know, the ins and outs of the Empire, how everything works, I think that would be very interesting.
0: Kind of like the uh, uh, the undercover boss thing with Kylo Ren. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm a radar tech. Uh, <laughs> Zenger, what about you?
3: So I'm going to go with that. I'm, I'm going to piggyback on that because I've always wanted a, like, some kind of a game, a show, something showing from the empire's point of view because we almost got that with battlefront 2 almost but not to spoil that game that's what three four years old now um they she very quickly turns coat in that game yeah so it's and and it was portrayed as like oh you're gonna go through a lot of this game as a imperial seeing it from their point of view and it's like no you go through like two missions then she's like wait they're evil flip so I would like to see something from the imperial point of view from that time frame. I think that would be interesting to see like maybe someone rising through the like going up through the ranks of being an imperial and everything would be something interesting and like going from that angle. But if I got to say the one thing I truly want and I will I volunteer to write direct act do whatever I need you to, to get this off the ground is Seth Green, I'm, I'm talking to re- directly to, to you. I know you're listening to this episode. I, I, I know you're here. <laughs> I need Robot Chicken Star Wars specials again. I need Star yes. Wars Detours to exist again. Yes. I need Star Wars being poked fun at again. I need that in my life and I think you should give it to us again because there are... Detours was made but has never been released to the public and you know what? If I could just get that, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. I, I want Star Wars to be made fun of again. I'm I'm sorry. I think that, that I I truly think that that's why the fan base is so divided. We are not able to laugh at each other anymore, and that's the problem.
0: I think so. And uh, just <laughs> to kind of piggyback a little bit on what you were saying, uh, I like your idea. I think there should be a TV show kind of like Marvel's What If series, but mm-hmm. just call it From a Certain Point of View. And show, like, different aspects, like, each episode is a different aspect of, like, a day in the life of a mouse droid, a day in the life of, an imp- <laughs> of a, of a stormtrooper.
1: That could be hilarious. Like,
0: it could be awesome. Like, Seth Green could de- uh, decorate, direct a couple of those episodes. <laughs> you could decorate a couple oh,
1: no. of those episodes, too.
3: And then the greatest part, you do the day in the life of the emperor, it's him going on, like, dates and stuff. Since we know he had to have a kid at some point. Oh, it's him going on dates Oh,
1: my God. Emperor Palpatine on Tinder.
3: And, oh. and, of course, it would have to be voiced by um, Seth MacFarlane. Yep. From Robot Because he's done it before. And I'm, I'm sorry. My internal voice, the Emperor, is that. Is is that, like, <laughs> over the top one. So I would love to see that with him being out on a date being like.
0: And, you know, he'll be I like. like to- He'll 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 take his date and be like, would you like to come back to my place and do it? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think with with that, we'll we'll kind of wrap things up, because I know we've got some uh, some other stuff we've got to get to. But uh, before I let you guys go, uh, Leo, where can folks find you?
2: Uh, well, you know, like you said in the beginning, uh, just Google Leo Pond, you'll find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. But more importantly, head on over to thedorkening.com to learn more about the awesome shows on our network, including this one. And uh, a lot of awesome shows there. You can find everything about, uh, what is it, 17 shows on a network now? Something Pretty like crazy. It. Uh Yeah, so you can find all the information about those shows. And, uh, you know, uh, the network's growing. If uh, you're interested in uh, joining our network, just reach out and... Uh, yeah, there we go. Zinger, where can folks find you?
3: First, I want to thank you guys for having me on. It was definitely fun to talk Star Wars um, with, a, with, a, with a different group of people this week than I normally talk about Star Wars on the Knights of Vader podcast. It is a podcast that is mostly about Star Wars most of the time, and uh, that is, of course, Knights of Vader. Uh, it's one of the ones I co-host. And my main show, Zingness, that's spelled Z-E-N-G. This is a nerdy roundup show where we talk about just Whatever nerdy stuff is on our mind. Yeah, Star Wars comes up every now and then, but it's just a good time talking about some nerd stuff. And also, since this is the year 2020, I will drop a quick hint. Uh, the nerdy stuff we're going to be getting into this year with our movie special is, well, our podcast will be one to roll them all and one to find them. Nice. So there's your hint at what's coming down the pipeline for Zingness this year. And where
0: can folks follow you on uh, social media and find oh, your show? Oh, uh,
3: just, just search Zingness on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and once again, that's Z-E-N-G, this.
0: Awesome. Well, Ashes, uh, we know where we can find you. My house. Yeah. On Throwdown what? Thursday with me every Thursday and occasionally here on Shark Bites uh, every Tuesday. I
1: do want to quick, quickly promote our upcoming episode uh, we're doing something cool, so it's the end of the year where we're going to be counting down our top ten characters from this past year, but because it is the end of a decade, we're also going to be t- counting down... God, I can't even talk anymore. Uh, counting down our top ten characters from the past decade as well. So, uh, this is a uh, quite the assignment. I forgot how much stuff came out. So, um, a lot of cool characters, a lot of retrospect happening, so that'll well, be
0: my my top 10 movie list has 63 entries on it yeah
1: so Patrick doesn't know how the top 10 works so uh, we have to go over that before Thursday but yeah definitely uh, tune into this week's episode because it's going to be
0: super cool all Right, and definitely check out all of these fine folks and uh, yeah so I'll be back with a little preview of what's coming up next week for uh, Shark Bites and uh, yeah I want to thank you guys for joining me and uh, may the force be with you,
1: and also with you.
3: I, I have spoken.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: uh, this is the way.
3: I was—that's <laughs> what I was
0: waiting
4: for. This is the awesome. way, Babu Frick. All right, we'll be right. Babu back. Frick. <laughs> Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique, special method.
2: Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews audio podcast.
3: If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smartass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out.
2: Also, we're a multi-award nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms.
4: A bigger boat.
0: And I'm back. I hope you enjoyed that and found that to be enlightening and uh, maybe uh, you agree with some of the stuff that we talked about. Maybe you have your own thoughts about what you think the future of Star Wars is going to be. Maybe you have different ideas of how Baby Yoda's Mandalorian helmet should be configured. Uh, if you do and you want to share those thoughts with me, please uh, hit me up on the email at sharkbitespod at gmail.com. I'm always looking for uh, listener feedback. I'd love to hear from you folks, see what you think. And, uh, you know, I think that's going to pretty much do it for the show today. Um, You know, next week, I will be, uh, it'll it'll be the new year, and I will be uh, giving you my list because I watched, uh, I averaged about a movie a day. I went a little over. I was very uh, excited for that to be my goal. I had set that out at the end of last year. I wanted to watch 365 movies. I just barely made it. I had to watch a lot in November and December in order to get there. But I did it. And uh, I'm going to give you some of the films that I watched uh, throughout the year. And uh, maybe you haven't heard of them. Maybe you have. Maybe it's stuff that's been on your radar that you didn't get a chance to watch. But I'm going to give you my list of... uh, I'm not going to give it a specific number. I'm not going to say, like, top 10 or top 15 or whatever. I'm just going to give you a bunch of movies that I think uh, maybe flew under the radar and, like, didn't get as much love as they should. And it's not just going to be from last year. There's also going to be a few from prior years, uh, mostly 2018, that you might not have heard of, you might not be aware of, that uh, I think are definitely worth your time. So that's what we're going to be doing next week. So before we go... I'm going to give you my uh, fun shark fact of the week. And this week, um, we all know about great white sharks, but their name is kind of misleading because while they're white on the bottom, they're generally grayish, dark grayish on the top. And that's, of course, to uh, confuse prey and uh, predators, you know, maybe somebody who might want to take a shot, like an orca, uh, coming up from underneath or looking down from below. So if you're looking down, From the surface, you can't really see them because white sharks are ambush predators. Uh, And if you're looking up, you can't really see them that well either because they kind of blend in from the top and the bottom. But they're not really white. However, blue sharks actually are blue. Like a blue whale, blue sharks are blue. It's not just a clever name. So uh, that's the fun shark fact for the week. Blue sharks are actually blue where great whites are not always uh, completely white. Unless they've got some sort of albinism, kind of like the uh, the Meg in the Meg series of books, because they live so far uh, down in the ocean, there's uh, no need for color or, or camouflage. They're just, uh, and they they have no sunlight, so that's another reason why they would be uh, all white. But that's a story for another time. So with that being said, uh, I hope you check out this week's episode of Throwdown Thursday. We are going to be discussing um our top characters of the past year and our top characters from the past decade that's really tough as of uh, right now i've been trying to do a uh, top 10 list of uh, movies of the past decade and uh, i've got 63 on that list so uh that's not quite how a uh how a top 10 works and i can't i mean i could but i can't in good conscience have uh, conscience have uh, 53 uh, um, honorable mentions. I know that's the, even that's pushing it even for me. So I won't I won't go that far. But uh, also keep an eye out for uh, ThrowdownThursdayPodcast dot com the website because I'm going to be posting my article for my top 10 directors of 2019, and I'm going to do uh, one section for short films and one section for. Um, full length feature films because why not uh it's it's it was too tough to kind of try and pare that down so i wanted to separate it give everybody the love and recognition that they deserve because granted a, a short film doesn't have the same budget or you know have the same amount of work that gets put into you know a a 10 month you know project but it could still take just as long because a lot of folks making these short films are doing it on their own budget as opposed to these big Hollywood films where people are getting their their budgets from big-name studios. So I wanted to kind of separate that and give folks uh, equal time and equal uh, share of the attention that they should have. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and bring this episode to a close. And uh, just remember that while I am the podcaster, as my listener, you are my chum. Have a great week and... Happy New Year.
4: Penny for your thoughts. I hate Brenda, and a bad guy hit me in the shin, and I peed all in my pants. <laughs> nothing a little music can't help. Rockin', rockin' and rollin'. down to the beach, I'm strolling. But the seagulls poking my head, not fun. I said, seagulls, mm, stop it now. Everyone told me not to stroll on that beach Said seagulls gonna come Broke me in the coconut And they did And they did Had me going like (laughs) (laughs) Nothing I could do but you when these birds attack me, when I tried to run, I fell, and then these kids start laughing. And then, mm, got hit in the neck with a hacky sack. Mm, 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 mm. Where'd it come from? I mm. run, 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 jump. I can be a backpack while you run. run. Run, run, jump, and stop. Put me down. I love to prove and boogie. Giant feet out there On the beach Could've outrun those birds You're a psycho wiener Let me grab my Oh, didn't like it. Listen, man, I'm not your friend. Mm, don't fall asleep.